welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushable. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of June 13, 2021. All of the following events are virtual. Participate from your computer, cell phone, or landline on Zoom by dialing 669 669- Nine zero zero six eight three three, and entering code eight six two nine eight eight nine six nine seven two. KCCLV's next low vision support group will be on Wednesday, June sixteen, at seven thirty p.m. They'll be looking back at the last year and anticipating this next year as we come out of the pandemic. Tri-State Library users hopes to see all of you at its book club meeting on Saturday, June nineteen. At 11 a.m., they'll be talking about Anne of Green Gables. The book is available from Bard and from Bookshare, so grab a copy and enjoy some great reading between now and the meeting. The KCB Board of Directors will meet on Monday, June 21, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Board meetings are open and guests are welcome. Next Generation will hold its next Zoom activity on Thursday, June 24, at 8 p.m. Eastern. For more information about KCB Next Generation, contact Ben Wright, KCB Next Gen President, at 734-968-8211. The Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana invites everyone interested in guide dogs to its call on Monday, June 28, at 7 p.m. Eastern. The speaker will be Tony Eames, and she'll be talking about an international association of assistance dog users. Remember that there's still time to register for the ACB Virtual Conference and Convention. You can register by giving Janet Dickelman a call if you need to register by telephone at 651-428-5059. Or for details on how to register and create that account that you need, you can visit https colon slash slash acb.org slash 2021-convention dash registration and we want to take this opportunity to congratulate acb crafters on one year of crafting in our community which has included a total of 133 events so far most of which are two hours in length and podcasted a huge thank you to kayla allen and courtney smith who have contributed hundreds of volunteer hours to lead this program within our acb community all along with so many others who continue to give of their time, talent, and expertise to provide classes. Like all of our community events, everyone is welcome. To join the ACB Crafters email list, send a message to acb-crafters, C-R-A-F-T-E-R-S, plus sign, subscribe, at acblists. L-I-S-T-S dot O-R-G. Find them on Facebook by visiting H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash Tiny Earl T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot com slash B-7-M-T-Z-D-M. You can email them at acbcrafters at gmail dot com. To learn about their specific classes and lists, including Crafty Kids Club, Loom Knitting, Needle Knitting, 
crochet, sewing, and crafty co-op. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind is excited to announce that we are returning to in-person activities on Friday, June 25. We are also working toward making our roundabout events both in-person and virtual so that we can continue including all of the people who have been part of our weekly activities by Zoom during COVID-19, and we want to meet more folks as well. You're invited to the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Pampered Chef Bingo Fundraiser via Zoom. Pampered Chef has wonderful kitchen tools and small appliances. They even have spice blends and other goodies to make your recipes taste more yummy. Our Pampered Chef party is this coming Friday, June 18, beginning at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time at Roundabout. And we'll be using, of course, the KCB Zoom line. Please share our ordering information with your families and friends. Shop, shop, and shop some more. Everything you purchase will support GLCB's Roundabout, and a successful party means that anyone, anywhere can be part of our great Friday night learning and fun. How it works. When you join the Zoom call, you'll be asked to give your name, first and last, and give Cindy, the Pampered Chef Consultant, Five numbers between 1 and 25. Then you'll play bingo and you might be the winner of a Pampered Chef tool. If possible, please call Cindy or text her with your bingo numbers, five numbers between 1 and 25, prior to the bingo game to save time at the beginning of the Zoom call. Cindy's number is 951-235-5486 and she's on Pacific Time. Whether you come to the party or not, you can browse and order online by visiting our special party game page at https colon slash slash com slash party slash glcb fundraiser, F-U-N-D-R-A-I-S-E-R. If you have questions about Pampered Chef or the bingo or to shop and order by phone, call Cindy Golding at 951-235-5486. And to talk a little bit about Pampered Chef products, Patty Cox and Deanna Scoggins are here to tell us about some things that they have. Deanna, tell us about some little small things that you have in your kitchen that are Pampered Chef and are just the best things ever. Okay, first I'd like to tell you about the jar opener. It's the best jar opener I've found. It's better than the grippers, and um, it's it's not really expensive, but it works on everything. I've used it to open big, wide jars and small jars and bottles like ketchup that I couldn't, that were too tight. So that jar opener is really good. Um, the next item is paring knives. They're a very nice to hold in your hand and they're very comfortable and they um, are as good as some of the really expensive paring knives that I have and so I use those quite often. The favorite thing I think I have are the three cookie scoops. Um, they're different sizes. The small one, is they're like an ice cream scoop kind of, but the small one is um, for little cookies sort of and then the middle one is for pretty big cookies actually. And the big one I use for pancakes and for filling cupcake uh, holders. 
it works very nicely. Um, it also works to serve mashed potatoes, but I haven't done that too much, but I have done that. So the cookie scoops are really good. And there's Pampered Chef also has an ice cream scoop that's wonderful. And uh, it's, it's really nice. You just can't put it in the dishwasher, but it's really a good ice cream scoop. It's the best one I have. And a cookie scoop, we could say, would be like that idea of, of a different size ice cream scoop, maybe smaller. Yeah, cookie, mm-hmm. cookie scoop could be like that, yes. Mm-hmm. Or you could figure it would be like a little measuring cup on a handle. Yes. Okay. All right. And so the ice cream scoop lets us segue into what Patty's going to tell us about. Patty, you have the Pampered Chef ice cream maker. Tell us about it a little bit. It is wonderful. Um it's very easy to use. You put the bowl uncovered in your freezer for 24 hours, um, half hour before you want to make your ice cream. Uh, you make a mixture of cream and milk and vanilla and sugar. And if you want, you can add, I'm going to try um, for a cheesecake ice cream tonight. Um, and I've had a maple. We've also tried chocolate. So um, you put the mixture in the refrigerator 30 minutes before you're you're going to make the ice cream, and you pull out the bowl, put the mixture in it after you get it running, which it's very easy to use because there's one button that turns it on and off. There's another button that um, takes the timer up into increments of five minutes. And it usually takes 25 minutes. So if you can't see, that button's really easy to use. You just count it five, and and you've got 25 minutes. If you only if you wanted a little more soft serve, you could do, um, say, 20 minutes. So and then, you know, you just wait for it to mix, and uh, it pours into the top. So you use a uh, pamper chef has a bowl that it's a mixing bowl that has a spout, so you could even use that um, to mix your mixture in and put it in the fridge. And then you pour it into the opening of the ice cream maker after you start it. And 25 minutes later, um, I let it sit. I don't touch it for about 10 minutes. And man, it, it hardens that ice cream from soft serve to a little bit harder because of the coldness of the of the bowl and it's beautiful wow that sounds good and sounds really easy to use and you said that it um it's that you made a reference to when you started the ice cream maker itself is electric right yes okay and yes so so you put the you put the paddle on you put the lid on you lock uh it in place then you hit the on button and then you hit the timer button, however many um, minutes you want it, five-minute right. increments, and right. then um, you let it go, and it will start in, like, 20 seconds because okay. it, it it has a process that it goes through, and it starts, and you just pour the liquid uh, in a little hole. Okay. Well, we got we to gotta run, but everybody come to the party. You've got the information, and we hope you'll all be there to find out more about these and other Pampered Chef products. Thanks, Patty and Deanna. For being with I'll us be on there today. Thank you. Good. All right. We'll see y'all there. And speaking of food, 
You might be interested in attending the next ACB Families event. It will be on the Kentucky Zoom line, the same telephone line, and it will be at 9 p.m. on Sunday, June 20. That's 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And the subject is going to be simple and easy summer snacks and other easy recipes. So come and share recipes with us. Many of you know Jane Corona because she's very active in the Library Users of America, Braille Revival League, and Guide Dog Users. Did you know she also loves preparing yummy food? This week, Jane posted a message on ACB Conversation telling us about her new accessible air fryer. Jane's here on page two to tell us more about it and to share a few comments about other accessible countertop appliances in her kitchen as well. Each year, there are several international visitors at the ACB National Convention, and this year is no exception. Sandra Sermons from the ACB International Relations Committee visits on page three to tell us about two exciting events at this year's convention. Both will be on ACB radio and on Zoom, so be sure to join no matter where you are. And make sure that you pre-register for the ACB convention so that you can participate on Zoom and talk directly with our international guests. We're so glad you have joined us this week on Soundprints. Remember to call or email us with your comments, feedback, and suggestions. We always like to hear from our listeners. Call KCB at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Thanks for listening to Soundprints, and now enjoy page two and page three. Page two. We're visiting with Jane Corona this morning. She's going to be telling us about a new appliance that she has I think you're going to really enjoy this presentation. A lot of you give us a lot of positive feedback when we talk about new things, that we have new products, and especially things for the kitchen. Jane is from Maryland, and you probably best know Jane through several of the special interest groups. BRL, which is active in Lua. She prepares um, the great book list for the Library Without Walls that gets posted on the Lua members list, and she's also been very active over the years in Guide Dog Users, Inc. So, Jane, we're really glad to have you on Soundprints, and tell us about that brand new air fryer you have. Okay, well, thanks everyone for for listening to the presentation. I've I've very much enjoyed Soundprints over the years, and I'm really happy to be here. I've been using an air fryer for about two or three years, and I had your basic little air fryer with two knobs on it with a basket, and that was fine, but then I got thinking that I maybe I should get a bigger one, so I saw one from Pampered Chef, and I fell in love with it. It was wonderful. It had trays, and it had a rotisserie and everything, but it was inaccessible, and I was so frustrated, so a friend went on QVC and saw this air fryer that he said looked accessible. It looked like it had buttons. So I took a leap of faith, and I ordered it. And it came on Thursday, I believe. I have been smiling ever since because it's completely accessible. Everything, there are buttons. It beeps. It does everything that I need to do. It is a Cook's Essential 
smart oven, what's it called? The Air Fryer Smart Oven. And it's from QVC. And the item number is K49627. It comes in all sorts of colors, which didn't do me much good. There's slate and there's aqua. And the only one I really recognized what it was was red. So I bought a red one. Anyway, it doesn't have a basket uh, like traditional air fryers might have because it's also an oven. Um, it has three air fryer trays that you can slide in so you can cook more than one thing at once. It has a toaster rack, like just a regular oven rack with just the, the rods that, that you know, uh, go from front to back. It has that. It has a drip tray on the bottom to to make cleanup really easy. It also has a rotisserie spit, which I have not used yet. I may get adventurous one day and do that. As I said, all of the buttons are accessible. I'll run through the presets. It has 10 presets, and I have them written down on a little piece of paper here. It has up and down arrows, plus and minus for setting the time and the temperature. And, of course, it all beeps, so you can set your temperature if, it, if it's at 370. If you want to go to 350, you, you hit the down arrow for the temperature four times. It goes in five-degree increments, and the time goes in one-minute increments, so you can, you can do that. It has presets for frozen French fries, potato chips, veggies, corn on the cob, pizza, chicken wings, chicken, bone-in. Uh, bone uh, chicken, uh, pork ribs, steak, and fish. Now, if you say you want to cook something for uh, at 400 degrees for 10 minutes, you pick the closest preset, like French fries, is 400 degrees for 18 minutes. So you've got your 400 degrees already, and if you want 10 minutes instead of 18, you just press the, the uh, French fry button, and then you go down eight times on the minus button for the for the time so you've got your 10 minutes so you can tailor it to whatever you need to use it um say if i wanted to cook oh okay i want to go 400 for for 10 minutes so i press the power button and it's and i choose french fry and then i want to go down 10 uh, eight minutes one two three four five six seven eight and press the power button again and it's running. So, but there's nothing in there right now. So I'm going to hold in the power button and it will stop hopefully in, in about 15 seconds. Well, I could just open the door and it stops. So, and then when you open the door and close the door, it beeps. Um, so, uh, for example, um, I'm, I've been having so much fun with this. Uh, yesterday, I cooked my entire dinner in it. On one of the racks, I, I cut up two red potatoes and I, I coated them with olive oil and seasoned salt and I spread them in a single layer on one of the trays and I put that in the top. And then I breaded two, I think it was three, I only ate two of them, uh, boneless um, and skinless chicken thighs. I breaded them with uh, breadcrumbs and Parmesan cheese. And I put those on the bottom rack. And I thought, hey, there's, there's a little bit more room on this rack. What can I do? So I have some frozen asparagus from uh, Schwann. So I put those on the rack with the chicken. And I cooked it at 400 degrees for 20 minutes. 
And it was delicious. My whole meal was cooked in that air fryer. Potatoes turn out really well. I did salmon the other day in it. You can bake a cake in an air fryer. I'm not sure whether we want to go into the wonders of any air fryer or not, but but it's amazing. You can cook any number of things, and you can do hard-boiled eggs in the air fryer also. So yeah. almost tell anything us, that you want. Yeah, tell yeah. us about some of the some of the things that you cook and and how they've turned out and so on. Because, uh, for example, I used to have an air fryer. It sounds similar to what you have, but it did not have the shelves. It had the basket. It only had the basket and a couple of racks that you could put in the basket. And, mm. oh, I did not like that because I didn't like no. reaching down into that basket. Yeah, um, we're just not too much of a chef sometimes when it no. comes to, the, to no. the air fryer, especially having one with shelves just sounds really neat. And being able to yeah. open the door, I assume um, it opens I, to the front. Yeah, the door opens it opens to down like a regular uh-huh. oven does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the last time I used my air fryer with a basket, I was reaching in to turn my chicken, and I burnt my arm. I still have a scar from that. Yes. But yes. the good thing yes, about the like shelves, you can reach into the front of the shelf with your oven mitt and pull the rack out and put it on the stove or something and then do what you need to do and put it back in. So, um, And then the other good thing about it is that since there are three racks, I used two of them for dinner yesterday. And I still have one rack left. I don't have to clean them. You know, I, I have three racks I can I can deal with. Uh, with the basket, after you've used it, before you can use it again, you've got to wash it. It was a pain. Yeah. And, and it, it was oh, yeah. just a pain to clean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? This, so, this yeah. is, is really a lot easier. Frozen tater tots are really good. And, and sweet potato puffs, you can make a lovely tuna melt in an air fryer. Uh, one thing you have to be careful about, at least with the basket kind, is you have to put a toothpick in it because there's a lot of hot air uh, blowing around and it'll blow the top off your sandwich. I'm not sure whether it would do that with the with the new one with the um, the shelves or not. I haven't done that yet. You can't do liquid things. Somebody asked me whether I could cook spaghetti in it. And I know you, you can't, not liquid stuff, but things that you can put onto a shelf. Um, like you can do a steak. I, I did a steak the other day. There is a steak um, preset on here. So the steak was really good. I marinated it and I cooked it. Pork chops, ribs, um, any number of things like that 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 aren't liquidy. Um, There was a recipe I came across once on Twitter for these muffins that you could put into these silicone muffin cups and you could make muffins in the air fryer. And if you have a small enough pan, which I do, you could bake a cake. Because if you bake a cake for at 350 for 35 minutes, you can do that in the air fryer. But I'm going to give away my old air fryer, and I'm going to give away my toaster oven, too, because I don't need them anymore. And unless I'm cooking something huge like a turkey, I won't need my oven either. I'm really pleased with this. I use it every day. Well, let me ask you, um, now, I'm assuming that when you turn the power off and turn it back on again, that your time and your temperature default to a certain time, 
point I, temperature does? Do you know? I'm not sure about that, but it's really easy to choose the closest preset and adjust your time and temperature from that. And then go from um, there. And, and yeah, and go from done. there. Yeah, that's you've what I've done. You've so. made a list then. Well, I have a list the, for the preset. Yeah, I have a list yeah. of all of the, and the temperature goes from 180 to 400 degrees. Oh, there's four buttons on the bottom. Um, the first one on the left is a light. The second one is reheat. The third one is rotate that you use with the rotisserie. And the bottom one on the right is power. So that's like 18 buttons on the whole air fryer and all of them press. And, and so they're all very distinct. And um, so um, I, and I did all, make a chart. Yeah, and all of them beep when you press them? <clears throat> yes, they all beep. Mm -hmm. Wow. The, okay. It's about 12 inches square and about 14 inches high. Okay. And, and as far as cooking, what it, the, the point of the air fryer is not especially to save you time because it sounds like you use the same settings yes. that you would use pretty right. much in an, any oven. The but thing is to make things crispy and not have okay. to use a lot of oil. Mm -hmm. um, so, so you, if you want to like make tater tots crisp, you don't need to deep fry them. Oh my gosh! I oh, I used to deep fry um, uh, eggplant. I could do eggplant. I could go buy an eggplant and dip it in flour and paprika and salt and pepper. And oh, I haven't done that yet. Ooh. That would be great. Um, <laughs> the things that I used to deep fry when I was younger, um, you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to use a lot of oil. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, but your timing is, is, is about the same. Yeah, the and timing your, is about the same. And your cleanup would have to be easier. Is with, much with easier. It. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. Yesterday, I forgot to clean the drip tray after dinner. So I went in this morning and, oh, my God, the drip tray's got stuff on it. So. I whipped it out and, and washed it and put it back in. So, and I have one tray left. So, whatever yeah. I fix for dinner. Um, so, yeah. Oh, so you don't have to have all of the trays in the oven when, when no. you're using yeah. them? You no. Just use, you just put in there the trays that put you need. Put in the trays that you want, and you have three of them, plus the toaster rack. Okay. All right. So, um, on that steak. When you did the when you did your steak, uh, how long how long is your preset for for steak? The preset for steak is steak is three hundred and fifty degrees for fifteen minutes. Oh, yeah. okay. And do you have to turn it over? No, I because didn't. I didn't because the. Now, I probably, I might turn my chicken over because I used to turn it over 10 minutes on each side when I was using the basket. But it's got holes in the bottom, so I would think that the air would circulate, so I wouldn't think you would need to turn much over. Okay. All right. So you just There's a really nice cookbook from National Braille Press. It's a two-volume book about with air fryer recipes, and there's a book on Bard called Air Fry Genius. Uh -huh. And there's a lot of air fryer stuff on, on uh, Bookshare, too. So it will give you a lot of really great ideas for things to do. You could do um, shish kebabs and, and all sorts of fun stuff. Okay. You could put so, a little uh, bath, uh, uh, a baking dish and make an omelet 
in there. You know, you wouldn't have to use the trays. You could put a little baking dish in there and and cook things. Uh, would you put that on one well, of the racks? Okay. You would put that on yeah. on the rack. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so the the rack is in there. Do the trays fit on the rack, or do they have? They must have. Um, there are little groove things on the side, and uh-huh. the lip on each side of the tray fits on these these groove things on the side of the on the insides of the oven, and you can slide them in and take them out. The only problem is when you slide them out, there's nothing that stops them. You know how some things have, you you pull it out and it stops, and then to have it come all the way out, you have to lift it up and over something. This doesn't uh-huh. do that. They, they would slide completely out if you weren't careful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the only problem. So putting an egg, uh, putting an omelet in, which is, that's, you know, certainly not solid, that, no. that not to I, um, I, I would melt a some butter in a little I have little inch deep uh by four by six three by six three by five uh little dishes and uh-huh. and I would put the the butter in there to melt and then I would put the the omelet and all your whatever you're going to put in it in there mm-hmm. and cook it you could do um pancakes that way too put them on a a pie plate and put it in there. The I think the inside dimensions are ten by eight. So mm-hmm. you might be able to put a pie plate and do a a a, um, a pancake oven pancake. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be good. I, I don't mm-hmm. like doing things like pancakes because I don't like to turn them over. You so don't have to. Yeah, you don't I have to control of them. <laughs> yeah, but you don't yeah. have to do that when you when you put them in the oven or in the air fryer. You don't mm-hmm. have to turn them. Just yeah. like a cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now cool. you don't think that that would be um, too liquidy, so it would kind of blow around like if you were trying to do um, no. you know, something spaghetti I don't think or so, something. Just like putting them in the oven. You know, you put the, the batter in the in the pan, you know, yeah. in the oven mm-hmm. or in the air fryer the same way. It would work fine. I don't think the liquid would blow around. No. Mm-mm. Well, it really does sound neat, and um, there's always room in a lot of kitchens for another appliance and oh yeah especially when it when it replaces two and you yes. get rid of the two and then you have the one so yes. that's that's so, really a good please. thing we yeah. um we we have a um well it's 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 not a george foreman it's um what brand is it we have a cuisinart grill oh. it's like a george foreman and well i have an got, optic grill that's that uh-huh. like a George Foreman, except everything beeps and it has presets and it, it determines when your food is a certain doneness and it beeps. Like mm-hmm. for a steak, it beeps once for rare, once for medium, and it beeps very insistently when it's well done. So yeah. um, everything in my house beeps. So the, the, <laughs> this uh, this Optic Grill from Tfal is is very accessible also. So. Between those yeah. two, I'm, I'm and my instant pot, which is completely accessible, also. So now, which I'm brand of instant pot? Which brand of instant? I pot have a Duo have? sixty. Okay. All right. From instant tell, pot. So tell us I a little love about that. that instant pot while we're talking okay. about this, because um, some of the instant pots, 
uh, I used to have an Instant Pot, an actual uh, brand Instant Pot. And I really liked it because it Bluetooth to my phone and I could monitor what it was doing. Um, but then my Instant Pot met with, um, well, it just kind of had a problem. So oh. it is no more. Uh, mm-hmm. And I never replaced it because uh, by the time I ordered another one, they had stopped making the right the the you know model that Bluetooth and was mm-hmm. really accessible. So mm-hmm. tell us about your Instant Pot. Okay, I I really don't want one that Bluetooth or is Lady A compatible because when those things go down, you're out of luck. Um, so okay. this one, everything beeps. There are 18 buttons on this one, too. It has presets for soup and broth, meat and stew, beans and chili, poultry, and then the next button is slow cook and then saute. And then in the next column, you have minus, pressure level, and delay start. And on the other side, you have the plus button, keep warm, and cancel. And then you have more presets on the right side, rice, multigrain, porridge, steam, yogurt, pressure cook. Basically, everything beeps on this one, too. If you want to pressure cook something for 10 minutes, you hit the pressure button, and then you use the the minus button, and every time you go minus, it's one minute. It goes beep, 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 beep. And then when it goes beep, beep, that means you're at zero. And then you know where you are, so then you go forward, beep, 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 for 10 minutes, you know, 10 times, and that's 10 minutes. And then it pressure cooks. The good thing about the Instant Pot is that it sautés also. Say you want to sauté your onions and green peppers before you cook something. And you can just sauté those in the Instant Pot on the sauté function. And you can sauté your meat, brown it, you know, before you pressure cook it. And then uh, you cancel the sauté function. All your food's already in there. So then you start the pressure cook function. And you're all there in one pot, and you can, you know, add all your other ingredients and pressure cook. I've made yogurt in my Instant Pot. I used to make yogurt almost every day. It was really good. You can do that. Uh, You can do hard-boiled eggs in the Instant Pot. Uh, Rice turns out really, really well. Like I said, everything on this Duo 60 beeps, uh, even when you open it. That's open. And then closing it. All of the functions beep. The one thing that's hard to tell is when you're sautéing, there are three levels of sauté. And it's hard to remember which one's which. So occasionally I do have to get an IRA agent to uh, to look at something for me and tell me what's going on. But uh, for the most part, it's it's fine. It's, it's accessible. And um, I, I really enjoy it. I do a lot of pressure cooking. And Jane... I remember now, it's been some time, what happened with my Instant Pot. Um, with my Instant Pot, it um, something went wrong with its temperature control, I guess it was. Oh. So it was heating, you know, it was really overheating, and mm-hmm. um, it was getting much too hot. And mm-hmm. so I was getting, you know, these messages that it was, too hot and mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. and it was not stopping when it should. So in other yeah. words, it was malfunctioning. Um, mm-hmm. With the Bluetooth, I was able to tell what that was, mm-hmm. and I was always a bit concerned that had I not had that to Bluetooth to my phone, 
I would not have known what the problem was. I'm not sure what the results would have been, you know, if it hadn't shut off correctly. And so, yeah. so um, have you ever experienced any problems with uh, a mouth? I haven't. In uh, if you don't have enough liquid in it, you'll get a message that says burn. And mm -hmm. I think there is a different sound of beep for when it does that. I'm not, I haven't gotten that message in a while. But uh, I think there's a different kind of beep for that. So mm -hmm. I think if I heard that kind of weird beep, then I would get an IRA agent to look mm -hmm. at something. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, that's true. You don't have as much um, control as you mm -hmm. would with the Wi-Fi or Bluetooth um, compatible things. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. true. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you being with us this morning and sure. telling us uh, all about this cool appliance, <laughs> especially the air fryer. Um, and like I said, I used to have one, and I, I really did not like having to reach you want to get that basket. It's one hundred twenty-one dollars yeah. and thirty-four cents, at least with our tax. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I don't mm -hmm. know what it is in Kentucky, but it was one hundred twenty-one dollars and thirty-four cents at QVC. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and I keep buying appliances to hopefully make cooking more fun, but nothing yes. has helped yet, but, you know, I keep <laughs> buying the, the appliances. So, <laughs> so yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm having fun. Yes. Sounds really neat. Would you give us that number again? The, uh, the, the item number? number? Yes. Is, okay. Well, QVC's phone number is 888-345-5788. And the item number is K as in King, 49627. And uh, like I said, it comes in all different colors. So mm -hmm. they're all weird sighted people colors like slate <laughs> and aqua. And I don't remember. <laughs> but <laughs> the only one that I recognized was red. So I got that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Thank you so much. Um, sure. Be interested in other cool things that you find. For the kitchen, okay. We're always looking for new products that are accessible, and okay. uh, also those that are inaccessible. You know that information. Oh, is the one just from Pampered Chef, important. the air fryer from Pampered Chef, is mm -hmm. not. It's beautiful, but mm -hmm. it's really not accessible. It's too digital. So mm -hmm. we tried. So yes. I had to send yeah. it back. So. Yes, but but that's useful information. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's important to know that because mm -hmm. otherwise there's there's no way for you to really know when they tell you what they'll do. That's because, true. You know, the sighted person doesn't know. So, <laughs> right. so all that kind of stuff. Well, thank mm -hmm. you so much. We really enjoyed it and I look forward to talking to you again sometime. Thank you so much. Page three. Now we're speaking with Sandra Sermons, who is the chair of the ACB. International Relations Committee, and they have a couple of interesting sessions coming up at the National Convention in July. Sandra is first going to tell us about the Voices from Around the World session, which we've talked about in years past also here on Soundprints. It changes every year, and it gives us a chance to get to know people from all around the world. And then also they're going to have another session this year, which is co-sponsored with GDUI. So we have lots to talk about. Welcome, Sandra. We're glad you're here. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, as always, for allowing, giving me this opportunity and allowing me to appear on your show on behalf of International Relations. 
Right. So let's let's get into the voices from around the world. Tell us about the some of the people that maybe you expect to be there this year. I'm sure that you uh, you will continue to have uh, people joining in the um, joining in the the list that's coming up. But what a great opportunity for us to meet people and actually for them to be talking to us from their uh, respective countries. They don't even have to travel to the convention to participate. They don't have to go anywhere. They are in the comfort of their living rooms and they can be as far flung as, you know, South Africa, China, Mongolia. So this year is particularly exciting for us. We are dubbing this our 10th anniversary. We're saying it's the 10th anniversary, um, not of the committee, but of the luncheons. And um, there actually may have been a few more, but we are going to just claim that this is our 10th anniversary. <laughs> and therefore, <laughs> for voices, and therefore, you know, it is our story and we're sticking to it. The, the theme is 10 voices, 10 worlds. We don't anticipate having... 10 actual speakers, but it's a takeoff on, on our having had 10 um, years of Voices from Around the World luncheons. It's going to start off a bit differently because we have had um, several members of our committee um, along the way, and there is no one who is um, an original, that's not true, Oral, Oral Miller is the final, the last remaining um, original committee member. So what we're going to initially do is to pay tribute to some of our past um, committee members. Like, uh, for example, Pam Shaw was the first chair. So we're going to pay homage and tribute to them. Now, some of our committee members, unfortunately, have passed away. So it will be posthumous. So like, for example, Denise Decker, um, Lauren Casey, we we will be um, we will have other people kind of give giving you snippets of of their life and their dedication to the committee, right? So definitely, definitely, you know that's going to be amazing. Now on to voices. As Carla said previously, it's always different every year. We never quite know who is going to show up. And to be honest with you. We've sort of given up on, say, okay, we'll have this person from this kind, because just as surely as we try to create a list, we miss somebody, somebody doesn't show up, or wait, we'll have two more people from an entirely different country. I preface what I'm about to say. You know, I say all of this to say that this is an, an, not um, an exhaustive list, and um Stay tuned for sure because it. I promise that um, it will be um, amazing, and we will have um, some fantabulous surprises. Actually, before I get to the speaker, there's one other thing because we're really trying to ramp up this for our 10th annual celebration. For the first time, we will be offering door prizes. Now we haven't yet worked out the logistics, but we really will be offering door prizes. We have several people. And this year, one of the people that we have is from Dubai, and she's a high school student. She just graduated 
from high school. Typically, we have our, our folks are a bit older. However, this individual is very interesting because she is from the Middle East. Um, her English is amazing. And she, even though she's never traveled here, she, she embraces a lot of things that are um, American. And so we really want to hear from her um, as she talks about her life, you know, as a, as a female, as a Muslim female in the Middle East with a disability. How, what is that like exactly? How, how does she, that intersectionality, you know, between culture, disability, how, how does she maneuver that and make that work for her? Also, we have a somebody from um, Nigeria, and again, fascinating individual. We'll be discussing his education and how he ended up uh, where he is. And then um, we have another person who um, the Middle East seems to be our, our like hot spot, um, not just because it's it's hot, uh, you know, politically, but it's our hot spot as well because. The other person is from Jordan. It will be very interesting to hear from her and what it was like growing up, what she ultimately became, how she um, struggled or wrestled with and coped with um, being blind and being, um, again, from a Middle Eastern culture, which may or, may or may not be favorable to people with disabilities because we, we all know what we've heard but um, the goal will be to put away some of those myths and speak to some truths about what really transpires. And we actually may very well also hear from someone from Croatia. So that is, and, and again, that hot spot, you know, because at one point the region was um, at war. So what is that like? What has, what has the healing process been like? What has it been like for him as, a, as an individual who's blind? That is just a little snippet, a little glimpse of what we have in store for you guys. You guys have to, as you know, come and see because we're not going to spoil our surprise. It's held under lock and key. And we barely told Janet the, the contact information for the presenters because we don't want it to get out. So you have to come and see what it's all about. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure there will be others participating as well. Uh, there always are, as you say, that it, it's amazing how um, you have additional people as convention gets closer. It seems like that, you know, the word is around and, and they, and they want to participate. And uh, with this being virtual, uh, many, many people can participate that could not otherwise. Um, Sandra, let's switch a little bit here and have you tell us about the uh, your new activity okay. co-sponsoring with uh, Guide Dog Users Inc. Because I, I think that will be of much interest to many people as well. Yes, I do as well. Um, before I completely completely transition to that, um, one thing I just wanted to kind of piggyback off what you said. You're right. Being Zoom is a game changer. International relations. We've always had the difficulty that you know our budget was the shoestring, so we couldn't really 
facilitate any kind of stipends as far as assisting, financially assisting folks to, to attend our convention. And we know that's unfortunate because especially from the developing world, you know, money is tight and quite often, you know, they, the folks travel with the guide and okay, so now that's, that's twice the expense. And so Zoom is really a huge game, game changer. Um, it started paying off for us a couple of years ago, even before we had the um, convention be, even while convention was still in person and live, we were able to leverage that. And we, it's just gotten better since since we've been um, virtual. We've kind of leveraged that and, and things have gotten better. So I suspect that even next year, if we're in person, um, we will still be leveraging Zoom or some other platform uh, in order to bring folks to us if they are not able to come in person. So the next thing is called Global Tales, T-A-I-L-S. It basically got started. The impetus for it is that I saw an article on CNN about the first guide dog school that was starting in Beijing, right? And I thought to myself, okay, I know there are guide dog schools in the developed world, on say Europe, but how about the developing world? What are those guys doing? And, and speaking with my com committee, huge shout out to Maria Kristich and Naomi Sewell, we we started sort of talking about the how guide dog, you know, that there's a project, there's a whole platform um, for setting up guide dog schools around the world. You know, there's, they every, all belong to like this international entity wherein um, they're, they're a part of, just like uh, you would have a certification, like I'm a contract, contract person. So I belong to the trade organization for contracting, same thing. And so we kind of thought about how it would be really interesting to know how that ensued. Like, how, how was that started? What are some of the countries that participate? What, and when you begin the infrastructure um, to, to start a guide dog school, what exactly has to be done? You know, the advocacy, the all, everything that is involved in, in starting um, a guide dog school, the transfer of knowledge the language barrier, the cultural barriers, if any. Um, and so this year we have brought together an amazing set of speakers, of, of industry leaders to have that conversation. And so I am very happy. I'm not going to share everyone, but Lucas Frank, everybody knows Lucas Frank. If you look in the dictionary at, at <laughs> um, anything guide dog related or when we need a collaboration, Lucas Frank's picture will be there. So we are very, very happy um, that, that he is signed, that the seeing eye is signing on, leader dogs are signing on. And we have some other amazing folks who have signed on. Uh, shout out to GDUI as well. So please do join us as, as we collaborate and as we venture into um, this particular program, because I actually think it, it's fascinating um, and it may spawn ideas for further collaboration between international relations and GDUI. So definitely come check it out. Sounds really, really interesting. And, um, it, it, you know, we often tend to think that uh, our 
our schools are, this is kind of the way it is. And uh, I'm sure that there are differences in training and training opportunities uh, in other countries. So I, I think this will be a really good program. Sandra, tell us what the programs are scheduled. Um, okay, so Tuesday from 4 to 6.45, and I think Thursday at 4. It's right after the main GDUI program. My apologies, Maria, if I got it wrong, but I think that's the right time. But do definitely come and join us. And um, we look forward to, actually, I'll go back and say, um, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Carla. Um, like, even things like driving on different sides of the street, you know, um, how do you accommodate that? Or um, if you, uh, let's say, you don't speak English, you know, do, do you, how is that? Because mm -hmm. the initial um, folks came from countries you know, and, and that's sort of the impetus that they, they saw that there was such a huge need, folks coming from other countries. Okay, let's um, see if we can't set up a, a, a school in the country. There are lots of intricacies in, in making that sort of thing happen. So Tuesday and Thursday, please join us. We definitely um, are looking forward to seeing everyone. Yes. Yeah, that, that, this will be wonderful. Yeah, I just looked up in the program. And you're right. The Voices from Around the World is Tuesday, 4 p.m. to 6.45. And Global Tales is Thursday, 4 p.m. to 5.45. Both excellent programs. And a final reminder that you don't have to sign up for each session this year when you register. Um, you, you register and then you go to uh, whatever programs you want to go to. These programs will both be on the Zoom platform, and they will also be broadcast on ACB radio. So be sure and watch the, uh, the announcements for the correct Zoom links or numbers to get into the programs if you wish to uh, participate as far as uh, being able to ask questions and all those kinds of things. And, and also, if you're not in a location, not in a place, where you can connect to Zoom using your computer, your cell phone, or your um, your landline, your dial-up connection. Y you can always listen on all kinds of devices, the Lady A devices. You can listen on your um, your Victor Stream. There's even on the telephone. So there's all kinds of ways that you can listen to the convention uh, coming up in July. So again, voices from around the world. On Tuesday, July 20, 4 to 6.45, and Global Tales, co-sponsored by the International Relations Committee and Guide Dog Users, Inc., Thursday, July 22, 4 to 5.45. Sandra, thanks so much for being on Soundprint, and we look forward to seeing you around at the convention. For sure, Carla. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. 
Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prince. Have a great week, everybody.